0: Welcome to episode twenty-two of the Tales of Crisis. I am joined once more by my regular co-host, Mr. James Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers.
1: Good evening. How are you?
0: I am wonderful. How are you?
1: Ah, uh, not too bad, thank you. Surviving. In Surviving the in the heat. <laughs> yeah. Just.
0: Yeah, we're uh, currently in a bit of a, a heatwave here in the UK, and it's going to get hotter and hotter in the next couple of days, but. We are doing what we can to stay cool.
1: Yes, it's uh, very much ice creams and fans everywhere. So we're doing well. There'll be listeners across the pond who are probably just going, it's just a normal day to us. But
0: <laughs> for I'm, sure, the UK, I'm sure there are. There are plenty of people posted at the moment going, 40 degrees isn't hot. I was in, I don't know, Sierra Leone, and it was 40 degrees every day. And it's like, all right, all right. it's slightly different, isn't it? Um. So yeah, we are we are in that. However, what has happened, as you say, across the pond is we've had a mini extravaganza.
1: We have, and what an extravaganza it was!
0: Indeed. So we are. This episode is going to be the second part of uh, the previous weekend where we went to Element Games. And for those that listened to the episode 21, that's where we went through what we did on the Saturday for the teams event. Today is going to be what we did on the Sunday. However, since recording that one on, I think it was Tuesday, um, we have then had a mini extravaganza. This was the delayed extravaganza, which they had to delay because I think some of the people they had planned had COVID. So they they leaked, well, they showed us some of the stuff that they were previously going to show. And then they've obviously held some other stuff back and they've showed us that this time around. Now... I don't know whether they've showed us more stuff than they ever intended, or whether or not the mini extravaganza was going to be even more jam-packed. But we've had, we've seen a lot, haven't we? Yeah. What's caught your eye the most? Sentinels. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> quick answer, wasn't <laughs> it?
1: Let's be honest. The moment they were shown, it's like, yeah, uh, just, just give them to me now. Um, yeah, a playable Sentinel faction led by Cassandra Nova sounds amazing. Is he um, going to be
0: led by her? I know uh, she's well, in no, she, it, but sorry, I thought she's,
1: yeah, she's yeah. in it. So you've got the Sentinel Prime that's going to be the leader and then you've got the I think what they're called Sentinel
0: Mark or 4. yeah, IV Mark Mark Sentinels
1: which are going to be the kind of like uh the extra guys in there. So it yep. Looks like they they actually revealed so they did a little trailer that kind of had them kind of silhouetted out. Yes. Was like oh that looks cool and then they just revealed the actual models as well. So uh not painted,
0: custom- I don't believe. I think we've no, just seen them unpainted at the moment. It's the kind but... of
1: uh, the renders that they've yeah. done for them. But apparently they're very customizable. You can basically build them in lots of different ways with lots of different damage options and uh, kind of heads and arms, etc. So you're not just going to have like three of the very same model on the table. Um, but I have a feeling these are going to be very popular.
0: I can imagine they will be. I am intrigued to see. What height they're gonna or how big they're gonna be on the table, yes, and also how they're gonna play because you, I know Black Order get away with three models, so having low model count probably isn't gonna be the end of the world, um, but at the same time it's gonna be interesting to see how powerful they are and and what yeah. what can you even fit in at twenty? Can you fit everybody in at twenty? You know, there's there's you're gonna have to splash in quite a bit in order to give you the flex. I assume the Mark 4s are going to be a set threat value. Or I assume the Prime is going to be a set value, and then you're going to have to use quite a bit of splash to to make the the other threats work for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but no, I I really like them. I I've, they've been rumored for ages, like even early last year. Like, like they always said that you've got the CP box numbers. Yeah, the Sentinels were definitely like one of the earlier ones, but everyone was like, oh, that's no, just like an organized play kit, or a... we had to train that came out and stuff like that. But yeah, for them to actually now be a release is going to be very cool.
0: Indeed, it's going to be very exciting. I mean, I, I'm guessing they're quite a way away, being the fact that they they've shown us them unpainted. They haven't even got to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe early next year, doubt we'll get them before Christmas. We might do. All fingers mm-hmm. crossed. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be around got, that time, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, next month is Malachi. The month after in September is uh, Baron Von Stucker, Captain America, Human Torch.
0: We know we, we know per quarter, don't we? I don't think we know quite which month it's all going to be. I haven't seen that yet. but
1: uh, a few of the websites have got them on now.
0: The release I, dates. I rarely trust them those they're very rarely right
1: subject to change yeah uh, but yeah it's i think they'll probably be beginning of next year i would be surprised if they came out this side of the year um i have a feeling like they've revealed blob and pyro as well the brotherhood so i wonder whether there'll be a kind of dual release for that month of having those for brotherhood and then the sentinels as uh like an extra release for that kind of tie it all in no. Um, could no, could there, well be. it was a lot and lot of reveals, lots of character card reveals as well, which was cool.
0: Yeah. So I'll quickly go through what's been revealed, and then we'll we'll pick up on a few. We're not going to go through everything in detail because one, it's still quite fresh, and two, it's going to be a bumper show if we try and do everything at once. Yeah. So a couple of things they mentioned that x-men and brotherhood are getting new affiliation boxes so similar to how black order's got all four characters and asgard's got all four characters that were released early in a single box you can now do the same with um, x-men and brotherhood again not sure whether it might make sense for them to come at the same time as the sentinels so i'm not Mm -hmm. sure when they're coming but that was mentioned quite early then we saw malekith and i definitely think we'll come back and talk about malekith because that that was that was actually one of the transmissions as well. No, it yes. wasn't just shown on yes. stream, that was a transmission. Other things we saw on stream was we saw the cards for Red Skull and Strucker. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, which looks really interesting because that's three models on a base, but not a grunt. Yeah. So that that was, right. that was really interesting. And that gives me faith for further ones like that. Yeah. Um then they talked about classic Captain America, so World War II Captain America and showed his card, some other team tactics cards. Then we got the Hydra terrain that looks absolutely amazing. Well, and
1: an ultimate the, encounter with a tank.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> part of the terrain is a tank, which is quite modifiable. Modifiable. Um and on on top of that said tank you can have red skull. Which means you can now have an ultimate encounter ultimate encounter with red skull driving around in the tank running people over and blowing stuff up who doesn't want that
1: (laughs) sounds cool yeah the terrain looks really cool as well like a proper hydra base um yeah they only showed off three pieces of it i think.
0: Yeah, it was. there was just the three pieces shown. But from what I understand, you can easily customize all three of those pieces. I don't know whether they were going to get any more or whether it's just those three. But yeah, e- easy to customize. You can there's quite a few swaps. So one of them's a tank. One of them's like a, a missile pod, as such. And my understanding is you can swap the gun on the tank and the missile bit over. So right, yeah, you can do a few bits like that. We also then have the Sentinels, as we mentioned. Then we got... We we saw painted versions, actually, of these, uh, Blob and Pyro. So originally yes. it was just the sketches. Then they showed us the models uh, unpainted, and then they showed us unpainted. So they can't be that far away. And then probably the one that excited me the most, a new Rivals panel. Now, I really liked the Doc Ock Spider-Man Rivals panel, but I never got around to getting it. And it was always a little bit, there was nothing new in it. It was there just to paint up, which is yeah. nice, but I've got a massive backlog anyway. So yeah. <laughs> kind of had to, to prioritize and, and that didn't win. However, what they've done with this new one, so it's Wolverine and Sabretooth and it's a classic, a very classic piece. It, it's Wolverine finding the bunker in Canada, I believe he finds yeah. it. Yeah. Um, And Wolverine just about to, to pounce on him. And this is going to come with Not only as a Rivals box, but new cards for both of them. And they're not redone cards. I've seen a couple of people saying they've they've reworked the existing ones. It's not. These are two totally different character timelines. So you're going to get a Wolverine before X-Men, before he meets the X-Men, and Sabretooth before he joins the Brotherhood. So it would be interesting to see where they go. I saw somebody mentioning it could be Weapon X affiliation, Mm -hmm. which would be awesome. Get a different um, Deadpool as well. That would be cool. Um, And then they they mentioned a couple of teasers near the end around that uh, Hulk and MODOK are getting new versions. And then they they threw a couple more at the end of more Web Warriors, more Asgard, lots more mutants, and more spider foes. So we're kind of left hanging. That was at the end of the second day, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. And then today, we've had more. So we've seen the card for Solar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we've seen some more tactics cards, and we've seen the hydro Yep. Yeah. Um, um I think that was it. Oh, no, and then we did see Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Yes, yeah. We saw his, his card as well. That was, I believe, it. Quickly looking through all the social medias. Um <laughs> <laughs> Can't see any others. Of the cards that you saw, which one or which ones were, were your favourites from a rules perspective? I suppose
1: I like um, I like Baron von Stucker. Uh, Baron Stucker. Um, his is quite fun. Like the fact that he's a new Hydra leader as well as Red Skull. Like, yeah. it's quite nice that you've got two releases coming out at the same time, and they're both like the leadership for that affiliation. Um, I think he's quite not, I think you can build a list around him, because of his um, ability of being able to transfer special conditions across. Um, There could definitely be a list in there when you start adding in things like uh, Crystal, who can stop you taking powers off, and uh, Scarlet Witch, who can stop you taking powers off, and uh, Mordo as well, who can transfer is it Mordo who can transfer to yes. everyone within two? Yeah, everybody twos. within two gets whatever so that person's got. Yep. It could be very tricksy. Um Yeah, I, I think out of him and probably uh, Zola as well, Zola seems um a very cool it reminds me a little bit of Shuri, if that makes sense, in regards to like the re rolls within four. But there's also a downside with like the bleed special conditions. But like I said, it's so kind of you can gain the bleed and then you can also then pass it off so yeah i mean those two definitely stood out
0: yeah absolutely
1: nick Nick fury i'm not too sure on like like we said he's kind of it's him and two kind of grunts essentially but there's nothing on his card that makes me go yeah
0: like yeah i suppose he's only a three threat so I think that's the first thing. He's three yeah. threat, and it's him, Dum Dum, and Gabriel Jones. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's not bad. You read through it. There's a place in there. I think the key one was got your back, because then you've got him and Bucky Barnes both yes. in shield, both with got your back. So every time you daze or KO somebody, if both of them have got power and in range, then, you know, they're, they're firing they off do. his... Attack is only in range four, whereas I believe Bucky's is range five that you can yeah. got your back on. So maybe not as close, and do you really want two, three threats out of the back? Probably not. But even if you get them in the mix, it's gonna cover quite a big distance. So yeah, it could be interesting to see how that pans out every time you lose somebody all of a sudden. You, or every time you daze or KO somebody
1: potentially getting
0: a yeah you that and shield uh, affiliation ability gives them something as well so yeah if they're behind they're going to get an extra victory point if they're ahead they get to move somebody i believe
1: uh, i can never remember what the one is ahead yeah i know what you mean Yeah, uh, yeah
0: so every time you daze or ko them th- there's going to be a number of things that happen which is going to make you start to think oh do i really want to do this it's going to be a bit like playing samspan you know, yeah. every time you, you daze a KO somebody you, you've got to really think twice about doing it. So that that for me was the only interesting bit. The rest of it I I was expecting more than a three threat considering you've got three characters on there but at the same time I kind of get it because none of them are super powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah they're all very straightforward. Um. Yeah Red Skull being a five threat I was like mm, I'm not too sure about him but I think he can be solid. I was a little bit like put off by his defence. I know he's got Leviathan armor to add like three dice on, but he's got no way of changing that if that makes sense. Like he's
0: four two two.
1: Yeah. So you can potentially be a four two five or four five two depending on
0: which uh field you want to choose with the yeah. armour. So his armor's very similar well. it's It's a a bit like visions Visions, isn't it yeah Yeah. that's what they were describing him as having it very similar to visions and it's as you say you you pick what he can't do is he can't change it midway through the stuff so you're right you kind of but then you look at the board state you look at what he's up against and unless the specific characters that he's up against or that are going to get close to him that particular turn have got a variety of attacks then he's generally going to be okay um but he is going to come up against it at times where all of a sudden yes he's seven health but only the two defense could quite quickly churn through that yes
1: yeah but i mean he's interesting i'm definitely interested to see how he plays on the table um he seems r- relatively decent um i like that his blitz you can basically treat blank so a bit like uh Corvus Glaive. Yep. Your attack rolls, which is nice. Um, the take a damage to gain two power is. I kind of understand it, but I never like damaging my own characters because it just makes it easier for the opponent to daze them. So
0: there's going to be some turns where it's going to be fine, and there's going to be other turns where you just you're not going to do it. But what it is going to do though is it's going to get you into that gamble state where you know you've got one character in front of you. And you want to do a blitz strike, and you're like, right, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to take the one damage, which probably then leaves me maybe on one health. I get the two power to allow me to do the empowered gauntlets, which means I'm getting the six dice blitz strike, and I'm getting the, the count in the blanks. Yeah. If it comes off, great. If it doesn't, you're in a whole world of trouble. You only get the one power for the blitz strike, which is.
1: Gonna say, like, yeah, for a yeah. builder to only gain one power, like, you want to be doing is Neil before me, which is five power, nine dice, but yeah, you're gonna be struggling to get up to that five power
0: without the all consuming obsession, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. I've seen some like some of the tactic cards for Hydra look really cool and tricksy. Um, there's one which I misread to start off with, and I was like, this is amazing! And actually we read it and went, oh no, maybe not. <laughs> it's the one where you can spend, I think, 10 power and he gets like an extra activation yep. turn. Um, I read it as everyone in Hydra did. And I was like, oh, That's God,
0: bonkers. that would be amazing, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, this is a funny one where... Because he's only getting the one power for his builder. If you want to do this occult research, which, as you say, gives him the extra action, you're going to have to really go in deep on that... Um, Getting the power and taking the damage. Yes. Because yeah. then you could potentially, assuming he takes no damage from anybody else, he can get to 10 at the end of his second activation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which means he would turn then be three. staggered in his third activation because it staggers him. Yeah. Which means it's turn four before he's actually getting that extra. Yeah, so it, it's one of those ones that on the face of it looks amazing. But actually, I don't think you're going to see that often.
1: Yeah, when you look at it, you're just like, uh, okay. Yeah, because it's Red Skull that has to pay it as well. So it's not yeah. even like all of Hydra can. I, I think if it was all of Hydra, you'd see it played quite a lot. But... Yeah,
0: because then you could quite quickly get it. but Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it is a Hydra card as well. So you can't do it if you're going to go, you know, take him out of affiliation to get the power on him yeah. straight away. And if your opponent him. sees he's got it, they're probably not going to target him that much.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Just let him go do what he wants, and yeah, just crack on. But yeah. now there are, there are some fun hydro cards in there that I think you will see play, in play. Yeah. Uh, the one that lets you treat an opponent as on your side for scoring. It's like betrayal, whatever it's called, where you can. Um, I still think it's something high. Like a six power or something else, eight power. But basically, you can treat a character that, that in uh, the cleanup phase as being yours.
0: When yeah, it it comes it's to eight security. power. And during eight the cleanup power. phase, yeah. an allied there hydro- cal- an allied hydro character may spend up to eight. Choose an enemy character within two that is contesting a secure objective. So it's only secures, and they yeah. basically count securing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Now, there's some really interesting ones in there. Um, not going to go through them all. One thing that did, we'll, we'll come back to uh, Malekith because we, we can do a bit about him, but one of the ones that I really liked when they were going through it on the stream and I was going through it and was, like, listening to what they were saying, like the logic behind it as well was awesome, that um, Baron Von Strucker, his arrogance ability, where he only pays a power for it, which sounds great, And when you're attacking, before you roll any dice, you can use it. And essentially, you add skulls in the attack roll as your number of successes. Yes. However, the opponent also includes skulls in their defense roll as successes. So it's that arrogance of, right, yeah, I'm going to beat you, no problem. And then you come up against somebody, characterfully uh, cap, who's probably rolling more defense dice than you are attack dice. And, you know, the arrogance of him saying, well, I'm just the best. It doesn't matter. And then Cap rolls a load of skulls and goes, Well actually <laughs> These were for me as well. Yeah,
1: I it took me a little while to realise what that meant. I thought they'd like missed I, I thought it was his defence role, if you know what I mean. And they'd just missed a bit of wording, but then when I reread it, I was like, oh no, that actually means that yeah, your opponent gets it as well. So
0: Yeah. And I think cool. that's a lot of the Hydra stuff is th- there seems to be a lot of gambles in there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where you can do some crazy stuff, but actually <laughs> None of it's guaranteed. Off. It's yeah. not like the Black Order. <laughs> you do X and Y it automatically happens. Um, this is a lot more of a gamble um, with some really high ceilings, um, but unfortunately some pretty low lows. Yes. Yeah. So uh,
1: it it would be nice. I would have run a team of Barons, though. I want Baron Mordo, Baron Strucker, and uh, Baron, Zemo. Baron Zemo. That
0: would be awesome, wouldn't it?
1: Team of threes. Yeah. It's only nine, threat. Right? <laughs> crack on with the rest as well um but no uh, i think overall absolutely solid uh mini extravaganza or more yes. than solid actually like it it was amazing we were like all in the chat just going oh my god this has been revealed oh my god this has been. <laughs> it's like just a continual uh slew of uh releases so it's, they, it's an excellent place to be in
0: yeah and they just keep knocking it out of the park that they, the 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 logic behind... Something. I love watching the streams where you get to understand why. So if anybody hasn't, you know, it's definitely well worth going and watching the streams to understand why they've done some of the things. And just seeing there is sheer enthusiasm for it all. It just it doesn't feel staged to me at all. It feels like they genuinely are excited about it all and they genuinely care about the end product, which, you know, that's all you can ask for, isn't it, really? Um, but no, I think the game's in a fantastic place. And even with all these new releases... I still think they're doing enough to keep it in a, in a really good spot.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, they've basically they're still releasing, continuously releasing stuff, but still making it balanced. So it's not just the latest release is going to be the next uh, next thing that becomes the broken thing.
0: No, and they they said in one of the streams I was watching, you know, that they're learning from. They never said mistakes, but they're learning from what they've done in the past. And they they quoted a couple of examples where they were like, you know, this is very similar to X. When we did it, we didn't really know what was going to happen. We've learned from that. Um, the panel, uh, Rivals panel, that that was another example where they said, you know, when we released Spider-Man and Doc Ock, we didn't know what was going to happen. So we, we took what we learned from that and we've done this instead. And it just shows that they're not. It doesn't feel that arrogance of, this is the way we're going to do it, sod it, you have to buy into it, or else. That they're clearly learning and changing and tweaking things as they go, which is all you can ask for. They're never going to get it right first time with everything. It's too much to ask, it's too difficult, but that they're clearly learning and clearly trying to change things. Yeah, definitely. So... Time to be alive. Indeed. We'll just finish off on Malekith, because this was actually revealed... Before the extravaganza in the transmissions, as I said. Thursday,
1: I think it was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And we knew he was going to be a big boy. <laughs> we knew the model was going to be big, and we've now seen the model next to uh, Baron Zima, and it's huge. And I've heard a few people say they're going to try and magnetize the wings. I think that's yep. a good idea, so that when you're actually in-game play and you're next to a massive size 5 building and you want to get right next to it in order to get a secure or something like that, you can just pop your wings off and uh, you can fit nicely in there.
1: Yeah, I think it's the first model that is overhanging the base. They've they've done well with all the like uh, releases up to now, where you kind of do have the cylindrical. It's on the base and it's not kind of getting in the way of gameplay.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, few. I mean, like my Thor, his cloak always seems to get in the way, but you, you can twist them round. So it's always yeah. just on one part of it. I so think the problem with this is. It's on both sides, and it's at the front and by the back. looks of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. so, uh, no, I mean, it does look like a beastie boy, but they said that on the stream that they wanted to make it the biggest like model they did. They had to kind of do it justice.
0: Yeah. He falls across the board, so pretty solid defense. He is 10 on uh, his front side, 8 on his back side, so health-wise 18, pretty solid. Not 7th threat the first 7th rat. They did hint that he wasn't going to be the only 7th threat on the stream as well. He said, he's the first one we've done, isn't he? As if to say, yes, there are more There's coming. More coming. Um, size 4. So that kind of makes sense. He is on a giant tiger thing. Yep. Uh, and a medium move. So this is a medium move on the largest base that they have. So that's going to be... It's a door move, size base. Yes. So it's, it's going to be moving yeah. around quite, oh. quite a bit. Yeah, I
1: found from last weekend having that size base and a medium move is like amazing. <laughs> you make one move and you're in the halfway point of the table. You're like, oh, cool, yeah, this is nice.
0: Yeah, so, no, absolutely. I don't think he can't quite make it to the extracts with one move, can he?
1: Uh, no, but he's basically like there, and then yeah, with Dormammu, especially he's got a, the teleport that gives you an extra bit of movement. But uh yeah, it, it's enough to kind of get in range of uh Some of his attacks, which we'll probably go through in a moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, He's got flight, which you would hope with those massive wings. Yep. And he's immune to hex and stun. So it's going to be pretty hard to stop him from actually killing what he wants to kill. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. His builder is energy, seven dice with a pierce. Okay. uh, Power equal to damage dealt, standard. Blood boil is a beam. So beam, four, five dice. Again, uh, zero cost gets a power per attack um mystic as well it's mystic yes Good shout and he's getting poison on the wild which is very nice yeah. and then his his spend is only four power oh, which no, is feels <laughs> quite I wouldn't say he's cheap for what it does but it, it feels quite cheap considering he's gonna be getting power quite easily with the rest of yeah. it um so after the attack so it's range three ten dice only four power Gets to place within one, and on a wild, he well, for each wild, I believe, he can hand out bleed, shock, slow, or stun. So that's that's going to be quite good.
1: Absolutely crazy.
0: He's got a charge, uh, so for two power, yeah, he, ma- he makes the charge, and then if you do damage, he gets to throw the character short. There's no size restriction on that throw
2: currently.
1: Yeah, it should be said uh, that he can only do the blade of midnight, uh, his energy attack when yes. you do the charge so no charging and then doing a beam four, i think that would be a bit, bit yeah yep.
0: um then he's got Cloak of shadows so for attack defense or dodge um he essentially can spend power to change skulls into crits so similar to i think it's Stomino. domino yeah yep. he gets an extra power because he's not asgardian but he's the conqueror of the 10 rounds yep. um And you cannot modify attack dice when targeted again. So, again, his survivability is pretty good. And then he has a new Cabal leadership. So, when this character or an ally character dazes KOs, choose another non dazed ally character. After the effect is resolved, they may remove one damage, gain one power, and advance short. It's um, a reverse Sam spam. It's reverse Sam spam. Now, the interesting thing is, though, Sam spam works because Sam is a three threat leader.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. It's a reverse Sam spam. You've got a seven threat reverse
0: a... <laughs> You've now got a seven threat leader, but it's on the damage they do. So if you're getting. I suppose it, you're still benefiting more the more daisy KOs you do. Mm-hmm. I suppose in this way, you do want the less characters as well, because you're not going to be dazing KOing like four or five characters a turn. No, that often. no you wanna be. But if kicking. you've gone, I don't know, Malekith, Modok, and say, Hulk as you splash. Hulk? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, what's that? Does that even fit? Yeah, yeah, that's only 18, isn't it? Uh, 11. Yeah, it is 18 run those three all you need to do is do three daisies and three KO three daisies or KOs per turn and all three of them are gaining from this yeah and being able all three of those to be able to move advance short for free gaining the power and taking the damage off is nice but Mm -hmm. I think it's that advanced you know being able to to have big chunky models that have got some clear uh, issues with movement and just stick them in here and they just Yeah, you're away, aren't you? Because Malekith's going to do some damage. Let's be honest. If Malekith just goes around bullying people, picking on two and three threats, you might think that's a waste. But actually, that's going to allow the rest of your team to do whatever they want as well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, very nice. Love the model. Love the rules. Love the card. It's going to be interesting to see how often we see it. It's in an interesting spot, that seven threat. So, you know, it's hard to say, but I think. Feels better than Dormammu.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: Doesn't Uh, have the control of Thanos, which is fine. mm -hmm. Thanos is a different beast. Definitely better than Hulk. I think the fact that it's, you know, he dazes as well helps. So it's kind of. It stops the bleed over. So yes, he's going to daze, but. It, so it's controllable. Flip over all the power. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to flip over all that power. You're going to be able to do so much more. So th- there's just a lot to like about him. Let's be honest. I'm just thinking with that charge, if you can get somebody to get an early days on somebody and leave Malakith till nearer the end, if he can get that short, cheap, short advance from the affiliation, yeah, then he's going to be getting to that middle point. Maybe with the charge because he's starting on two power. Might even be able to do, with, you know, a charge and then double double attack. That's going to be horrendous round one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and his uh spender four power range three, and then get be placed within one. You can be kind of challenging home objectives very quickly in the game.
0: You can be. I think it's going to be interesting trying to make sure that you cut down on options for him to get within one yeah not easy easier said than done
1: but yeah he's a very cool and
0: it's kind of what cabal needs like yeah very much so cabal has always been the secondary to uh avengers and especially once avengers got the new cards so once cap got his new card iron man got his new card Avengers just became a, a very popular affiliation oh, again, which is so, yeah, so it, it should be. Um, Cabal always just kind of was that one that was like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it,
1: was. it was a shame that Red Skull didn't get a new card, like just a teeny little adjustment here and there, a bit like uh, Steve. But
0: yeah, it didn't need much; just needed a little tweak. But yeah, now now, now we've got right. this, so yeah, I think I think we're gonna see definitely uh cabal coming back round.
1: Oh definitely. I and I think you'll probably see this with Malekith and either Red Skull at or Sin in it because then when you're playing the lower threat value games if your opponent's like trying to not <laughs> let you choose uh Malakith then at least you've got another Cabal leader to get on the table. So
0: absolutely. Um I'm just thinking hey you could run Bob in Cabal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just want to move him and shoot his rocket at a two threat, and just to get that daze, just so that you can start things off by moving Malakith up straight away. Straight away, I can see that being a quite a popular tactic. Just start off with a missile launch, and then you just got Malakith coming up in the middle, and that's just such an intimidating point. Which if he's moved short already, then he's probably in a position to do his charge. And then he, he's away, isn't he?
1: Yeah. But then you've not seen people with bobs when they just do absolutely nothing.
0: <laughs> 100%. It it definitely does happen. Um, right. But I think it's a bit of a... It's a two-threat gamble, isn't it? You just go for it. Oh, and go, right, let's yeah. try it. It yeah. works. Yeah. If it doesn't work, you, you haven't lost that much. You can still do a move and then a charge. Because it's only the two-power charge.
1: Yeah, you can do it at turn one. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah. And, and let's be honest, you can probably get to most home B objectives with that. If not halfway across the ball. Yeah. You know, you're going to be well yeah. well into the. And he's not the kind of model that's easy just to take down if the entire squad turns around and shoots for him.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's... uh He either becomes the focal point and then that way you've just got your other big hitters that can just go around the table doing what they want.
0: Yeah.
1: Or your opponent doesn't want to feed him power and then he can just go around and do what he wants. <laughs> it's a kind of double-edged sword. It's like, well, what do I actually do with him? Um, I think Focus Firepower will definitely take him down, but, I mean, the four defense across it, all three, definitely helps him out. Yeah, He's not got the uh, downside of being like a, I don't know, two energy defense or two mystic defense. Where There's no obvious weaknesses can... is there.
0: And then, yeah. you know, if every time he... Once per turn he's gonna heal himself if he manages to daze somebody.
1: Yeah. Uh well it's not him, because it's you've got to choose another enemy character and
0: uh, can Choose not another non
1: dazed So if he dazes someone he can't move himself. When the character or alloy character dazes. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Oh well just get hearing. But yeah, like you say, yeah. you you definitely definitely gonna be good. Excellent. More more excitement to come. Mm-hmm. I think we'll both be getting a, a flying tiger when that comes up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, the other part of the uh, today's podcast is going to be, as I say, about the one day that was on the Sunday. So, Infinity Series Soul. soul I feel dead. like we should need some soul music going on in the background. Um, And this was the Sunday after the Teams event. We all went for a curry on the night of the Teams event to... Varying success, shall we say, um, but it was good to get everybody together afterwards, and it was quite a good good chatter there. And then next day, got up, got in, um, and we were off. So we were. First round was drawn, and you got. Uh, I got
1: uh, Mister Patrick Dunford. You know, just, just nice easy win for you. to stay Round yeah, one, no. yeah. That's what you want on round one after you've. Uh, Spent our first day sweating it out in a team event is uh picking the current number one in the longshanks rankings. Uh, so yeah, so I went with Dark Dimension. I can't remember if I talked about this in the previous episode or the lead up to it, I can't remember what we did, but
0: um, we mentioned a bit, but I don't think you went through your roster.
1: Yeah, so my roster, I basically wanted something that was a bit fun, just a bit different, push around the table. I didn't really kind of mind what happened on that Sunday because the team event was the main thing. Um, and I had, uh, Dormammu. I had, uh, Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, Ultron. Then I had Baron Mordo, Hood, Luke Cage, Baron Zemo, Winter Soldier, Rocket Raccoon, and Nebula. So a very hitty, fighty team. Just basically, I just wanted to go and play a bit of attrition and roll some dice, really. So yeah, I, I played Pac Dunford uh, round one, which was nice because I've never really met him or played against him. So it was nice to kind of have a bit of a chat and whatnot. Um, He had Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, So I won priority and we ended up playing Alien, Ship and Gamma. And he had choice of priority and I was like, well, he's he's got Guardians. He's obviously going to choose 15 with Gamma. Um, and with me being Dark Dimension, it limits me massively. He chose twenty. I felt like okay, cool. That's that helps me out a bit. Um, completely forgetting that he had Thanos as well, so he just chose his normal Guardians roster yep. and Chuck Thanos in there. So um, yeah, Thanos did Thanos things really. It it was very uh, very one sided, I should say. Um, I mean, Patrick's obviously a, a good player anyway. Um, as we mentioned, he's still number one in the rankings, I think he is. Believe so, yeah. Um, and it was very much a, I, I played on the same tape, the collector's table, three times this weekend. So I played two on, uh, no, once on day one and then twice on day two. So I, I kind of knew about the table anyway. There's lots of big pieces. And it, it's a great looking table, but there was one bit that we just, it didn't have a number on the bottom. So every time we came up, we had to have a discussion of what size it was, because it's huge. He was like, well, we'll play it a size 5. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I didn't really mind. But I chose uh Dormammu, Baron Mordo, Baron Zemo, Winter Soldier, and Hood. And he had uh, Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, Gamora, and Thanos. I think that was it. That was his 20. Um It was not... Too bad. Baron Zemo found the, um, power core, like, turn one, which was okay. And then Thanos just basically pulled him in and killed him over two turns, <laughs> which, uh, didn't really help. Dormammu did some damage. Um, he did actually one-shot Star-Lord, which was nice. Um, I was using the Baron Zemo, uh, add two dice to the, Baron uh, sorry, Baron Mordo, uh, add two dice to the attacks. Yeah. Um So yeah, he was chucking out like eight dice uh, Shadow Bolts, which was nice. nice. Uh, but yeah, I kind of spiked massively and one shot Star-Lord, which was nice. But then he turned around and did like nothing to Thanos for the next one.
0: So it was one of those. <laughs> Always the way, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I-, I kind of found over the whole day that as good as Dormammu can be, he can also just absolutely fluff. And even though that you're counting, like, skulls in both you, yours and your opponent's dice rolls, like, so many times I rolled, didn't roll a single skull, and they didn't roll a single skull either, and you're like, cool. <laughs> like, it just didn't really work. So, yeah, but like I said, Thanos kind of did Thanos things and just basically controlled Dormammu uh, from about all over the place. It was very much a one-sided affair, and it was 22-6 to pack, so um yeah it it was a it was a good game i did get off the what was it incantation of obliteration which was um like the last attack yeah i did it into star lord i was like right okay, i'll do that and if i roll the perfect like you need a crit a skull a shield and a hit i think it is or is it a wild hit i think it is when you get it off you get to do it again to another character within two so i got it off and rolled massively i got the exact dice off, which was amazing killed star lord and he's like yeah you can't do it because Star Lord's dead, dead i was like ah oh, okay <laughs> which is a bit of a like oh okay but uh, yeah i i, I wish he'd just like told me i was said to him, i was like it's well, the last dice roll you should have just told me that i could have done it like it was, it was one of those it was like it kind of i would never do it again because it's taught me like not to do it um, yeah but, but yeah, when it's the last dice roll, you've already won, like, 22-6. was It's like, oh, come on, let me just get rid of a couple of your characters. Make it fun. Um, but no, overall, great game. Just completely outplayed, really. Fair
0: enough. How um, about you? So I took uh, Asgard again, but this time I was able to take the new Scourge and Heimdall. So what happened was I 3D printed a Heimdall because I knew Scourge and wouldn't be out in time. I then ordered to Element to get the boxes delivered there, so I could pick them up on the Friday night. Then I've got the cards. Happy days. What happened was, for whatever reason, the orders all got delayed. So, unfortunately, Element didn't have them. Thankfully, I spoke to our good friend, Mr. Alan Gibb, the night, or two nights before, and he, he was saying, was I taking them? I said, oh, yeah, told him the plan, and then I told him, oh, it's all gone wrong. Um, and he already had them, and he had them painted up. So he brought them down with him. Now, I didn't realize they were painted up. So when we got to the Sunday morning, I went across and said, oh, have you got a Heimdall so I can borrow him? So I, I needed the card, um, and I wanted to have the official model there in case somebody refused to play the 3D printed one, because that's yeah, yeah, what we always do. And he said, oh, do you not want both? And I said, well, I don't have a painted-up version of um, Scourge. So, no, no point me taking Scourge, because I wanted a full-painted roster. Um, He was like, oh, no, they're both painted. So I was like, oh, okay. Right, yeah, why not? I mean, what's there to lose? (laughs) Turns out, Scourge is pretty good. And, yeah, by by the end, I was very, very uh, thankful to Alan to um, have let me sketch because he, he was brilliant talking of alan round one <laughs> as is often the way i was drawn against alan which was pretty comical considering one i was borrowing his models but two it, it's just one of those things he's oh, always 62 drawn people <laughs> 60 odd people and yeah thankfully two of the italians that had traveled across were also drawn next to each other or drawn against each other and tony was coming around looking for people who would playing people that regularly played and you know we were like yeah yeah absolutely we were happy to swap he's like you sure you don't mind it's like no no because i don't really want to play alan again because i've played him a million times
1: in the nicest way possible
0: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so i managed to play alan uh, avoid alan um but my, my roster's on long shanks but i'll quickly go through so it's basically it's all the asgardians apart from hella Then we've got winter soldier wong and mr sinister and then we've got the Asgardian um, Team Tactics cards of Doomed, Odin, Rainbow Bridge. Then we've got Patch up and Embrace as the restricted sibling rivalry just because I like throwing Loki around. Mission Objective, Forced Extracts, Weapons of Midgard and Meet My Executioner. And, and the secures are all the paid flips and the extracts. Hammers, Reset Station and Montessi because I've refused to do uh, Cubes again because I'd play Cubes four times <laughs> yeah. the day before.
1: All day yesterday, Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, So I played somebody called uh, Matti Venturelli, Uh, apologies if that's that's the wrong uh, name, and he was running Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, he was one of the Italians who had part of the team that had beaten us 5-0, so we knew, knew he was a good player, and in fairness to him, whilst a few of us commented on the day one that our dice failed when we played the Italians... His dice did exactly the same when he played me. So we ended up with uh, Mutant Extremists and Deadly Meteors, and he went 14. And 14 is not normally good for Asgard, but I thought, right, this perfect opportunity to try out both Heimdall and Scourge because it's low threat. So I went Heimdall, Scourge, Valkyrie, and Thor. And he went uh, Star Lord, Angela, Groot, and Winter Soldier. Now I was expecting him to go much wider than that at 14. Yeah. So I was a bit intrigued. Essentially, he lined up with Groot and Winter Soldier on my left, Angela and Starlord in the middle, and nobody on my right. I had Thor, so Valkyrie on my right, Thor between right and middle, Heim down middle, Scourge left. Essentially, Angela came up and tried to flip the middle, Valkyrie went down the right, flipped the right. He he misplays Valkyrie. Um, Angela, I think there was terrain in the way which stopped him. Normally, you can get to the middle and then get across to the left but he couldn't quite get there. Um, So Groot, in the end, went across and got it, and that actually turned out quite good for me. My last activation was to move Scourge up there, Uh, and so he was next to Winter Soldier and um, Groot. So top of round two, you've got Scourge next to Angela, Winter Soldier, and Groot. I was like, this is not going to go well. So at that <laughs> point, he was up by, uh, do I have it? No, I was up 3-2 because I'd flipped uh, enough of them. So he had the, this is basically the, the story of the game. He had the mutant extremists um, and I had, I was able to flip the meteors. Scourge was able to essentially daze both Groot and Winter Soldier in one round. It was a combination of, because Groot had the um, Senator, he was rolling one less defense dice. Yep. So my six dice attack did a fair chunk of damage. I then threw a size three into him, which dazed him. I managed to dazed Winter Soldier with just one attack. Like I say, his dice weren't great. Mine were great. At that point, Scourge then picked up the uh, Senator. He then went to activate... And he then realised he had Mission Objective. So I let him play Mission Objective because I felt a little bit... I felt wrong saying no considering I just one-shot two of his characters. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, go on then. And he put it on Angela, which I think was he would have been better off leaving it on me, me having less defence and then just chopping him up with Angela. And then he would have dazed Scourge. Angela would have got it anyway. So, I, you know... I let him do it, and then afterwards I was like, actually, that probably worked for the better for me. Uh, Thor went in the middle and then charged and dazed Star-Lord. Um, Just everything I did worked. Everything he tried to do didn't work. He then took Angela off into the corner with the senator, which I wasn't convinced was the right idea. Um, I then managed to basically clear up and, and get rid of the rest of them. I was always one point ahead because I was able to flip. And he took the center away and then we just got to the point where he was like might as well call it there and we called it and he worked out i was 18 8 um because essentially angela was going to go in the corner i wasn't going to bother with angela i was just going to sit and score the the meters. yeah so i was just going to sit on them score them leave angela just in the corner if she wanted to come to me then i'd chop her up and take what she had, otherwise we was just leaving the corner. So yeah, we just called it 18-8 eight after, I think it was round two, where he literally just had Angela left. Right. So, um, that that was my first uh, interaction with Scourge Time Heimdall, and I was like, eh, these are alright, aren't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're waxing lyrical about them after the game, like, they're amazing! <laughs> they're alright. Uh, so then round two, who did you get? Um, Round two, I got uh Kian Humpage. Yep. Apologies if I butchered your name, but um, I think that's what it was. Um, he had Avengers, um, Steve Rogers, and we got Alien Ship and Sword. And I'd never played Sword. It, I know it was kind of quite hot for like the first three weeks it came out and then kind of disappeared. I He got priority, so thankfully I got to choose the threat because I didn't fancy playing 14 threat sword with Dormammu. <laughs> um, so we ended up going 20 threats which was nice. Um, I fought for this one because I was like, well, I've lost one. I may as well just go and have fun. I went for the big lads. So I went Dormammu, Ultron, uh, Sorceress Supreme, Doctor Strange, and Baron Mordo. So just a very fun, just smashy list. Um, He had Steve Rogers, Doctor Voodoo, uh, Black Widow, Two Threat, Hela, and Hulk. So Hella was a completely left field choice. Um and she was absolutely bonkers. She just kept on like tanking everything. Um and I know who was it? Ant has played played Hella as well. I think the last game. Yeah. It was someone else. And he was exactly the same. It's like she just absolutely murders everything and tanks it. I was like, I know. <laughs> it's like I didn't really know what was going on. Um but yeah, it it was very much a my best game of MCP I've had in a very long time. So essentially, he controlled a sword base uh, turn one, um, and he got it uh, got all three and moved move basically to the back of the table essentially. So Hulk kind of ran for it. I knew I needed to get rid of Hulk, so I I just tried to focus as much as I could with a. Uh, on Hulk, for the first turn. Um, Doctor Strange ended up dazing uh, Black Widow straight away. He... Sc- the joys and door in Dark Dimension, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, because he gets three power a turn anyway. With Dark Dimension, he gets four power turns, so he can scalpel turn one. Um, so he basically scalped himself into the centre of the board. One shot um, Black Widow, and then took off a load of damage off Hulk. Hulk then came in and smashed <laughs> Dr. Strange a little bit. Um, then he leapt over and hit Dormammu. Dormammu. Then threw Dormammu backwards. And then because of the sword base, then moved Dormammu to the back of the table, which was like, oh, okay. This is a bit of a pain. Um, so he went three no up. Round two, he then found the creep um, power core with Voodoo, who was kind of unopposed on one side, um, and then proceeded to just run Voodoo away into the corner. I kind of know why he did, because it was just like a guaranteed two points, and it meant he could just try and focus on yeah. getting everything. But it meant I could then just grab that right-hand objective, because he had no one else on that side. Um, so I ended up grabbing the middle... Uh, Sorry, the two far objectives because Ultron was on the other objective fighting Hela. Like I said, they were kind of just like fighting each other and bouncing off each other until Hela, like I said, just took out Ultron, which I didn't really expect. Um, (laughs) Then he got everything and went 10-3 up. And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, God, this is like over. Like It's kind of next turn he could score five again. And then we're kind of struggling. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I need to try and go for Voodoo because I can't just let him go and score objectives. By this point, Hulk had died. Black Widow had died and then he had uh, Captain America, Hela and then, like I said, Voodoo in the corner. So I focused everything on Hela and got rid of her. And the one downside she's got when she flips, she's only got four health on the other side. Yes. So she's very easy to get rid of on that side. Yep. Um so Dormammu kinda of went over, got rid of Hella, and then I <laughs> played a very last stitch. Scalpel was strange, went across the table, and then because he's got a range five um attack, the um daggers. Yep. I did that into voodoo and actually dazed him. Um and I also because I had control of the um sword i managed to pull voodoo kind of out of it all
0: oh. right
1: uh like push him basically towards us so yeah. i had enough space to scalpel do that get rid of him pick up the objective but then strange died like next turn um we got the 12-6 so it was kind of like still he was still chipping away then 14-9 because like i said voodoo just kept getting the uh yeah he, he did the same he got it back and then went over at that point he literally had rod uh, captain america and voodoo left so i mordo was dead i had Dormammu and ultron ultron made a massive just double across and then just made a b line for voodoo dazed voodoo and got the objective and then uh, i got at the 14 14 on round 6 and at that point, we were like, oh my god, this is like, I didn't expect this yeah. to go from like 3-0, 5-3, 14 14 I was like, okay. And it, essentially it came down to Voodoo had to uh, I can't remember what his his spender attack, the um, yeah, it's got the power burn attack on. Yes. So Ultron had uh, three health left and He had to do the power burn on Ultron and he had to power burn three off to get rid of the three power to then stop me being able to do Age of Ultron and come back to life. And he only did one, so he he did one and he was just like, Yeah, that's it. Like, there's nothing else I can do. Ultron was still had to go, so he was just gonna run away. Dormami was still on like another objective. You could deal with Captain America and he just called it there so I ended up winning 14-9 in round 7 Wow! but it was like I say it, it like was an one
0: absolutely of, awesome game
1: it was amazing it was just one of them I was almost going to call it when it was 10-3 because I was just like there's nothing I can do here it's like voodoo's all the way in the corner there like I'm still trying to fight here and I was like you know what I may as well just try this and see what happens and it just somehow <laughs> I don't know how Somehow it just worked. It? Oh my god! Like it is so good. It just made me like properly. Oh, I, mean, I love the game, but it made me fall in love with the game even more. Just shows you it, like it's not a full gone conclusion all no. the time.
0: No, you can you can definitely pull it back in in a lot of games.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was like I said, one of my best games of MCP i P I've had. It was an amazing opponent as well. Um, we had a good laugh all the way through it. Like there were so many things that just happened, we were like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" <laughs> like, there were a few bits where we were just like, "Oh, okay, that's happened as well." Like it's so, a Hella, like it, we just we're just laughing at one point because it just didn't matter what I did against her; she just seemed to kind of just stand there and went, "Nah, you're all right." <laughs> then, uh, yeah, Ultron. That was, I think that's the first time I've used a new Ultron card, right? Um, because you got a bit of a buff, he got like a bit of a tweak and. Uh, that was the thing he was finding because hella against ultron because it's mystic attacks ultron for every wild counts as two successes in his defense right and it seemed to be every attack that hella was going into ultron i was rolling like three or four uh wilds so i was getting like
0: you (laughs) could block that and then she could block what
1: you were doing yeah she was blocking it and we were just basically bouncing against each other and then like i said a couple of times it just we just didn't roll any defense dice and then both of them just died and we are like, oh, okay, they are human after all. So, um no, it, really good game. I think he played it like the right way and having Hulk as well was just such an annoyance because you have to get rid of him. Um The only bonus I had was because I had Dormammu and he's got his Shadow Bolt with energy, it meant I could kind of focus quite easily on Hulk. Um I mean, it, I say easily, I mean, it still took a good Couple of rounds to get rid of them from most of the team, but because you've got a strange with the daggers that can change it into either physical energy or mystic, and then you've got a dormammu that can do the energy. It means that like yeah, a few focused attacks on him and he he does die quite nicely. Um, I found patch up throughout the day quite a good card in dark dimension. I mean yeah, it's good it's good anyway because it's. uh, um, the only healing one really in the game at the minute. But yeah, with Dark Dimension, because you don't want a lot of your characters to have a lot of power in the power phase, it's a nice little spender to be able to do kind of late in the turn. Just get rid of that excess power and kind of, uh, heal up Dormammu, for example. Like, there's a few times when the character, like, opponents thought, oh, right, okay, I've only got two health left, and then suddenly you've, like, healed five against him, and he's almost back to fighting fit, so, um, so yeah, I got the win,
0: and it was a uh, 1914 in the end. So congratulations! Sounds like like I say, sounds like a great game. And, well, it's what you want,
1: isn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's exactly what I wanted after the first round. It was just like, yeah, this is a nice one. It's like a bit of a laugh, and we're both like just yeah, pushing big models around the table. So always good. How about you for uh, round two?
0: So round two, I played John Latham. Who I've never played before. Um, he was in the team, I believe, that won it uh, the day before. So mm-hmm. we'd been played against the, one of the players from the Italian team. Now I'm playing one of the players from the overall winners. Um, and he was running Avengers. So we ended up with Research Station and Portals. We ended up at 18 Threat. I think John had priority. Uh, so I went with 18. And he had Hulk. She-Hulk, Cap, Steve Rogers, and Okoye. So I got to play uh, Thor, Loki, um, Scourge, Heimdall, and Valkyrie. Valkyrie went up my left, Thor went up my right, the rest kind of went in the middle. Heimdall was there to, to hand out some rerolls, which I think he needed to do turn one to flip one of the portals. And essentially I went and flipped the three portals. He threw Hulk and... Uh, steve rogers into the middle to get the researcher and he flipped his back portal so we three all end of round one fine not a problem um then hulk came forward and smashed up uh loki and scourge it was a, he, he played it really well it was really interesting essentially what he was doing was he had cap hulk and she hulk in a little triangle and kept them all within bodyguard range and essentially, yeah. he was then picking, because Cap reduces it by one, it meant it really easy to do bodyguard. He was then just picking who he wanted to take what attack on what. Anything with a throw, so any of Thor's attacks just went on She-Hulk because she had aggressive, so she just came back. Then he would take someone Cap. Then he would actually leave Hulk to take some. And it meant that I couldn't focus down on any of them because he was constantly moving it around. So you could never really focus anybody down. It turned out okay, I managed to get three on the Researcher turn two. So I managed to get the Researcher turn two, which kind of helped. Uh, She-Hulk went and flipped the right portal. So I had two portals, he had two portals, but I had the Researcher. So managed to go, what, seven, five up. Then it just became a big scrum in the middle. Loki went in and I threw Loki into She-Hulk, so she staggered. I think I managed to throw Hulk away because he then ended up out of position. Um, But Okoye came in and flipped my back portal. Valkyrie just uh, threw herself into the middle. The portals on either side and his back one just then became almost ignored as we kind of had a massive scrum in the middle as such. We then went to 8-all because he managed to... I think we drew the researcher but he managed to flip the other portals as I say. And that was round three. Round four, essentially what it came down to was um, when all was said and done, I think, did Loki die? Yeah, Loki died in the end. He was just causing chaos with his uh, bubble, etc. Thor needed to flip the right portal. Um, It was a draw. I think we were 11 all. And if Thor flips the right portal, then I won because we were running out of time. We didn't have time for another round. If he doesn't, then it go you know it's it's a draw and we'd have to work out from there thankfully on four dice you did it i no was close enough but he didn't have enough power i was like ah oh, i can't even reroll um but yeah thankfully on four dice he did it and you know it should be more or less it's never guarantees it but you should be yeah. a lot more confident and i was like yes it's four dice but i can so easily see this going wrong <laughs> um so, yeah, I, I dazed Steve Rogers by that point and Okoye, but all, both the Hulks were were still healthy. She-Hulk was near the end, but the other Hulk was still doing it all right. Had it gone another round, I was probably struggling. Um, I think Scourge had died as well. Thor was on his last legs. He, he hadn't flipped yet, but he, was, he only had one or two health left. Uh, yep. Heimdall and Valkyrie were both healthy and not taking much so it could have been interesting you know um but i think he probably because cap's so difficult to fully kill and okoye is not exactly easy it it was it was a point where had it had not flipped it or had we had more time i was probably struggling a little bit but i managed to do enough to take the win 12 10 in the end so really good game john's a great player knew exactly what he was doing with all his bodyguards, etc. And like I say, just when you couldn't really focus anybody down, it turned into a scrum in the middle where I couldn't really afford to send everybody out to get portals. And, you know, again, had it been different time-wise, Thor probably wouldn't have gone out and done that portal. We would have stayed a draw, but he probably would have then just tried to do some more throwing or something like that, take more damage off one of the hulks. Um, But yeah, it was a really, really close game. Again, Scourge was awesome, Heimdall was really useful, teleporting people around, giving out re-rolls, um, and Thor just feels that little bit more secure when you've got a couple of re-rolls on him.
1: what well, I think we've said in multiple episodes, like... Yeah, he
0: just needs that re-roll, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, and Heimdall's definitely the uh, the one to do it. I, I thought that Heimdall was a four until we were on the car journey back,
0: and you were like, no, he's a three. I was like, oh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a solid, he's a solid, solid three. Yeah. So who did you get for your
1: round three? Uh, So my round three, I got Fraser Eden, um, who was local-ish. Apologies. He did say where he was from. It was about 20 minutes from where Element is. Um, But he actually owns his own board game shop. So he's only been playing for like a couple of months, I think he said it was. Um, But he was playing Web Warriors. And we got Struggle for the Cube and Superpowered Scoundrels. I got to choose Threat again, so I went 20. So I went 20, 20, 20 uh, Threat for the day, which was nice. Um, On this one, though, I went with, I think I went back to my original list. So it was Dormammu, Zemo, Winter Soldier, Hood and Baron Mordo. Just because we're super power scoundrel and cubes, you've kind of got the, the five areas makes it a bit harder when you've only got kind of a smaller roster to be able to get around. He played it really well though. I mean, I always struggle against web warriors. I just find them so tricksy. He had, uh, Mars Morales, Moon Knight, uh, Ghost Spider, Venom. I'm trying to think who else he had. Toad as well. Oh, and then he had Doctor Strange, the original one, which was a bit of a left
0: field choice. Yeah, it, um, it kind of makes sense, but again, it's not one that you see a lot of, is it? No,
1: but yeah, he he did a lot of work <laughs> over the game. Um, yeah, he he did really well. The thing I always struggle, especially with like when I've got like Winter Soldier and uh, like Hood, where you want to be able to do the the at range rapid fire shots, like. He played it well with his Moon Knight and uh, Mars Morales because they've got Stealth Three. Like he was making sure that they were the ones that were kind of up, up near the front, kind of doing a lot of the uh, a lot of the kind of uh, front objective grabbing. So he basically moved Toad straight into the middle to grab the middle cube. Is it? So is a cube in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he kind of jumped forwards. Um, sorry, move forwards, grab the cube. Um, and then Dormarmu came over and one-shot Toad. He was like, oh, Dormarmu's good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, he could sometimes do that. Um, so I kind of grabbed the cube then. But then all the Web Warrior trickery came in, and Dormarmu got pulled all over the place. Uh, everyone started hitting him. And then Doctor Strange, round two, did his... Um, uh, what's it called? The Dark Bands of Kitarak? K-
0: is it? Yeah, Bands of Kittrak. I don't think it's yeah. dark. It's just Banzacitra. Banzacitra.
1: It should be dark. what he did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he basically he rolled it all. He popped a couple of crits, um, but didn't get the... Uh, I'm trying to think what it is you, you need. You need a hit crit in a wild. I don't think he got a wild in the dice roll. So he had like an extra couple of dice. He had about eight dice, and he was like, right, I'm just going to re-roll it all, and then popped it to get Mystic Binding off to then give Dormarmu an activated token. Yeah. Which is massive because it's just like, yeah, to lose Dormammu for a turn, you just can't do anything. So yeah, Dormammu became activated, so that kind of lost him. Then essentially he played a card that I've never seen before. It's a Web Warrior card, um, Spider Tracker. So yes. when you yeah. finish a move, yeah. So uh, I had Baron Zemo in the middle with two of the cubes. Yep. And his Moon Knight was in his left hand side by its own and I had enough power to do the Steel Rush, the range free attack and I was like actually if I do a charge and then just a normal sword strike I've got enough power to also do um, Master Swordsman to like re-roll everything, gives me a better chance and then I've got another attack that I can potentially uh, do the actual Steel Rush afterwards so I paid to the charge, I charged over and then he just played Spider Tracker and then just moved out of range. I was like, oh, <laughs> and I didn't have the power then to be able to do still rush and be in range. It was just such an annoyance. I was like, oh, if I'd known that I could have, I would have just done still rush and got the movement anyway. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was just one of them I just didn't see coming. Uh, he, he played absolutely the right thing to do. The other thing which completely caught me off guard and I had no idea to do that you could do, Venom was down to about four wounds left. So I was like, right, okay, I'm in range of uh, with Hood, pop off a couple of uh, rapid fire shots into him. Hopefully, I can daze him. And he's dropping, like, uh, I think he had two cubes as well at that point. I was like, that'll be fine. He played Lethal Protector on himself. Yeah. And teleported on where Hood was. Which meant then he was contesting that objective and then he just murdered Hood. I was like What? I was like, Yeah, you can do it. And I I looked at the forums and I was like, yeah you can do. I was like,
0: how can you? can do you bodyguard me- yourself. But I thought you just placed yourself within one. I didn't think you moved that far.
1: You um What's the thing? It's uh Where is it? Beautiful protector. Character within three. Place venom within one of the allied character. Ah, okay, he played that wrong then.
0: Yeah, so you just place yourself within one of yourself. Of so he can he could place himself within one of where he currently was, so he can get closer to you by one.
1: Yeah, he um, played it. As a... But you
0: don't get to go within one of the character that's shooting you.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, he played that wrong then. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. I was just thrown by the whole fact that he could do it on himself. I was like, what? Yeah,
0: it it's, yourself. <laughs> it, it's one of those. All the bodyguard ones, I think, you can do either like cards you can do on yourself. It, it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Like, uh, Heroes for Hire, you can do on yourself.
1: Yeah, So it says targets and an ally character, not another allied yeah. character. So, yeah, that that kind of threw me. But, yeah, okay, so it was partly played wrong then. But, yeah, then, like I said, Venom just absolutely murdered Hood. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it did. Just grabbed that objective and got the uh, tokens and then at that point it was just very much not really much i mean uh Dormammu got taken out like i said he he got controlled really well by doctor strange by getting that activated token but then it just gave them the chance of everyone else to just basically lay into him with all the attacks yeah i think it dazed him in one turn and then got rid of him the next turn which was just like ah oh, that's happened so overall, it ended up being 16-11 uh, to Fraser. But like I say, it, it was a great opponent. I just find Web Warriors so tricksy. Like, it's like,
0: really difficult, once to get going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I played Aaron at Spring into Marvel and it was just like, you got characters getting pulled left, right and centre and then all webbed up goes off and then everyone's rolling extra dice that turn against them and then, like, uh, what's it, um, is it? Miles has got a spider line or something, where you can be placed within three and then you'd roll extra dice or something, or is it
0: him that does yeah, that? Web line. Yeah, webline.
1: Yeah, webline. And it was just like, right, okay, this is all just going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, like I said, it was a great game. It was just a couple of bits that just didn't go my way, and some good plays by him, like I said. But keeping the characters in range of stealth, so uh, outside of stealth, it if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Definitely helped him. And then being able, to, that tactic card as well for Baron Zemo was just annoying because I was really aiming on getting rid of Moon Knight and grabbing his uh, objective and then like essentially holding three cubes and one of his uh superpower scoundrel objectives as well. But that just completely went wrong. So it was one of those, but we learned. So yeah, I ended up with another loss, unfortunately. How about you though? Because you were two and zero, oh, two and I was, I was two and zero oh at that
0: point, and then this this was my first game against somebody who I'd played before. So, and we only worked out afterwards. We were like, eh, we played. I think we have played, haven't we? So this was against Gareth Henry, uh, one of the Scottish lads uh, who travelled down with Alan, and he travelled down to one of the bearded car trader events, probably last year. Uh, so it was a while ago, and he was running X Force. Um and we ended up with research station and gamma wave, so right down the middle uh we were on table one at this point, and it, yeah, right down the middle, I was like, maybe maybe not, but unfortunately it was against x force, who i kind of extremely killy. they were always gonna beat me on the um attrition, also i thought so yeah. it it was a funny one because essentially he did his cat and mouse, so he got cable. A little bit further forward, he had a Cable, Beast, uh, X-23, Honey Badger, and Deadpool. And I had Loki, Scourge, Heimdall, and Thor. Because we were down the middle, I thought, why not? Be... Valkyrie's probably a better choice than Scourge, but um, you didn't. um I didn't need much movement. Once I got him in, he was chopping away. So
1: Let's be honest, you had a plan with Scourge that you wanted to do all day.
0: Well, I didn't. I didn't even do it on this one. I didn't even take it on this one. Um, oh. I know. So, yes. Um, I think it was Doom Prophecy I didn't take. I did take Weapons of Midgard, but I didn't take Doom Prophecy. Now, what ended up happening was we ended up with a bit a bit of a scrum in the middle, unsurprisingly. Cable attacked Thor, and his first attack, I think, did five damage. And then his second attack didn't do anything. So he failed to finish him off, um, which I was quite glad about. And then... That meant that Thor was you know struggling at this point. Yeah. Managed to heal one based on the Asgard leadership, and then I think Loki either at the end of one or start of two, I think it must have been near the start of two, played patch up and healed him up. So he'd gone from almost dead to almost fully healed at this point. But he had a shitload of power. So I don't normally do this, but he was right in the middle on the researcher, and I was like, let's do the area attack. Why not? What what could possibly go wrong? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> exactly. Um, and actually, it was brilliant. So he managed days Honey Badger and Deadpool, and X twenty three survived. But then he threw X twenty three away. Cable was giving them all extra dice because he was also stacked on power. But essentially, what had happened was Cable got a load of power for shooting Thor. Thor got a load of power for being shot. Thor managed to get onto full health. Spend his power wisely, and then he made Cable spend all his power by giving the extra defense dice to all his team, <laughs> <That makes laughs> and ended up with no power. <laughs> Ooh, it's like you know Loki, what you're doing Well, yeah, because Loki was also costing him more to do it, which was even more annoying for him. Um. So yeah, that, that kind of went well. Um. And that really swung it. So end of one, he had his back point. I had the middle, the researcher, and my back point because Honey Badger doesn't score for him. Uh, so I went five one up. Then end of two, because I dazed so many people. He did manage to then get the researcher because he then managed to get back and days a few of mine, push them off. Um, but he then went four seven uh, to me. Um, he was just hemorrhaging bodies. Deadpool, X twenty three, Honey Badger all died. Uh, Scourge then died to uh, I think it was. A combination of beast and cable heimdall then jumped onto his back point so it stopped him scoring it and stopped him scoring the researcher i think it was um loki then went across and, and did something scourge then like I say, died so i couldn't use weapons of midgard so everything else was used i was i did a cheeky um rainbow bridge as well i took that because obviously research stations got no objective uh, no yeah. extracts so i knew that would be helpful and essentially, I then went 11-4 up. And then just, I think, Cable was dazed by the end of it. Um, and everybody else was dead. Um, and I finished on 20... No, on 18 floor. Um But so. yeah, I think, in fairness to Gath, it, it was just such a long way back from that. He, if he finishes off Thor, it's a totally different game. And he you know he did the right thing by shooting him round one, trying to get him down. Finishes him off. It's a totally different game because he doesn't, and he heals back up, and he then does the area attack. He stood next to everybody at the start of round two. It just, it just made it so much easier. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it didn't sound so close, but it it still was quite a close game. There was still quite a few times where it could have gone one way. The X twenty three, you know, at one point Thor was incinerated and an X twenty three, uh, X twenty honey badger next to him. Um and that was scary because you know rolling <laughs> two dice is, is not great no. um but yeah it was it was a really good game um and Gareth was doing really well with his X-Force. he managed to finish three and one that was the only loss he had um Amazing. so he's got them down to a t, which is great because you don't you don't see enough of x force
1: yeah they're they're a little bit weird like they're in a, not weird but they they are in a bit of a weird place um I definitely think. X twenty three and Honeybudge has just like helped them massively. Massively, um, yeah. It, as we talked about earlier, it will be interesting if Wolverine and Saber like the new versions do get added to them, because yeah. I think that's the problem that they find. They've got three, four threats in there with, of Colossus, Sabretooth from and Wolverine, and they're all a bit Me. meh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you've got decent threes with X twenty three Domino, Deadpool. You've got decent leader and Cable, but yeah, the like. The rest of them that beef them out just make them a bit... Yeah, okay.
0: Which they've is got a shame. some good things, but they just don't quite cut it.
1: No. Um, they've got fun tactic cards as well, like the stealth and the movement. and I'm trying to think what else they have. Well, Deadpool like a... comes with a... F-
0: oh, pretty sneaky sis. is it X-Force one, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, range two stealth almost, which is... Oh, yeah. Uh, great dirty work. That's the one. Basically, I'm trying to think what they do. They gain a—it's almost like a usurp the throne almost. So you mark a character with the highest threat value, and if they get dazed or KO'd, they will gain two power.
0: Yeah, that's the problem though. Is it? if it was victory points, yeah, you're there. But if it's when it's just gaining two power, power, you're like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) yeah, it's it's a bit.
1: But no, it's it's great that you did so well with them.
0: No, absolutely. Um, and he's a great opponent. Uh, really fun
1: game. Uh, absolutely enjoyed it.
0: Round four, then. What happened to you? Well, the draw happened,
1: and I was, got paired against Disco Stew, which I was like, oh, Disco Stew sounds like a fun name. They had Spider Foes. I was like, you know what? Game four, after eight games of a weekend when it was ridiculously warm, I was like, you know what? Spider Foes is like the perfect way to finish this weekend. And know he didn't turn up <laughs> he dropped out um unfortunately, so it, it, he was one of the stockton guys
0: the protect team
1: protect team um that all left there were a few dropouts that happened kind of round three round four I think for a lot of people, the heat and playing all day the day before as well yeah definitely got to a few of them, so yeah unfortunately he didn't turn up. Um, and he hadn't told Tony that it dropped out, with the was was annoying think, bit.
0: Yeah, I think if anybody ever drops, it is what it is. There's not much you can do about it. But make sure you tell the TO. Yeah. Yeah, my opponent didn't turn up.
1: Um, Jonah's opponent didn't turn up. And then there was two friends who their opponents didn't turn up either. So it was four of us that didn't happen. And Tony was like, right, OK, I'll tell you what. I'll just redo. I'll have to redo the draw. Like do a custom draw and make sure everyone gets paired against their right opponents, but then I'll pair you four together. And then the two friends went, "We've got to drive back to Worcester, and to be honest, we'd just rather go now." And he's like, "Okay, that's not a problem." And he looked at me and Jonah and was like, "Well, do you two want to play?" And we looked at each other, and went, "Not really." <laughs> it, like it's the first time I'd met Jonah that weekend, but like we were having a good chat like throughout the day, <laughs> and we were just, like, we "We're just too warm," like, and he's like, "That's fine, just just chill." So we helped, like, tidy up a bit and then just wandered around and had a look at the games, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get a game. I just got a default win. So I'll, I'll take that. Default is uh, always fun. So, yeah, there's not really much to say. But it, it is what it is. Like I so said, I kind of gave a hand tidying up a few of the tables that hadn't been used. Um It was just a shame that, like you said, people didn't tell him, didn't tell Tony that they'd dropped out. So, um unfortunately i only played three games but i went two and two so i'll take that fair enough
0: um so my last game was against sp uh still on table one which was awesome i was i was flying high um but we flew flew too close to the sun so sp was one of the spanish uh contingent and we ended up with hammers and mutant madmen and it was 18 threat and i didn't I just messed this up from the very start. I don't know what happened. I don't know whether it was because it was game eight and it was hot or what it was, but it was just an absolute disaster from the start. I deployed in a way that wasn't my best in that I had Scourge on the right, Loki middle-ish, between the middle and the right, uh, Valkyrie right in the middle, and then Heimdall was between middle and left as such, and then Thor was on the left. And I thought... Right, well, Heimdall's close enough to help me flip the Meteor, if needs be. Valkyrie can go get a hammer, and then either Scourge or Thor go get a hammer. Happy times. He ended up with uh, Juggernaut on his left, uh, Mystique in the middle, and then um, Magneto and Rogue on the right. He went with Rogue to go get the hammer, which made sense. And then that left me with Thor having to go get the hammer on the left. Which would have meant Juggernaut could have just run up and punched him. Yeah. And I should have I should have just gone and got it and just taken the hit. But I decided to be Trixie. And I, I just had a complete and utter brain fart. Um, I was like, right, if I put Heimdall there, then Heimdall can give Thor rerolls on the defense when he gets hit. So I moved Heimdall. But then Juggernaut just went and got the hammer. I was just like, as soon as I did it, I was like, <laughs> what have I done? This is a disaster. Um... So yeah, he managed to go up because uh, both Juggernaut and uh, Rogue had hammers. Then Mystique got a hammer. Mystique had Deception, so I was really cautious of that, getting pulled in. Valkyrie moved up. and I think Valkyrie went in and I I thought he threw the hammer to give him shock. Um, And then top of two, I think it was, Valkyrie went in and attacked him. I ended up with literally four characters on the left against Juggernaut. And then poor old Scourge on the right against Magneto and Rogue with Mystique kind of in the middle. And yeah, all I ended up doing was giving um, Juggernaut a whole raft of power, which then meant he could do multiple pushes and get across the other side of the board. I knew he had uh, Asteroid M, so I was really conscious that I didn't want anybody using Asteroid M. Uh, Juggernaut used Asteroid M, but I knew he had the hammer. So I was like, that's fine. He's got the hammer, so he can't Asteroid M. He's not going to do anything. And yeah, he just, he just, I forgot how much Juggernaut moves. And he just moved across. At which point, you know, Scourge was then getting smashed up. I was just completely out of position. I managed to flip the two um, traps on the left, but he flipped the two traps on the right. He was 3 1 up on the hammers. So he was just constantly scoring two points. So we just stayed two points ahead, essentially. So we ended up, what, 6 10, end of two. Um,. And then I was just having to do desperate things. There were a couple of things that just where the dice completely failed. Uh, Valkyrie charged in and failed to topple Mystique, even though I think she only had like one or two health left. Scourge died quite easily. Uh, yeah, a couple of things just didn't happen that should have done, and um, ended up with twenty one eleven to Espy. I made mistakes. I did. You know, my deployment wasn't great. <sighs> We don't play against. Oh, there isn't a Brotherhood player in the local area that runs Magneto and Juggernaut, so we don't actually. I don't actually play that many games against it, and I kind yeah. of forgot some of the things that I knew, like I should have known. But yeah, that, that kind of escaped me. And then as soon as it happened, I was like, Oh yeah, I knew that. Oh of course, yeah, because yeah, he just never made a mistake. It was one of those games where I just did some silly things. And then he just didn't, he played a really clean game without any mistakes, without giving me an opportunity to get back in it. I was behind. I could never quite catch up and he just didn't do anything to let me back in. Um, So overall, it was a really good game, like really well played by him. I was kicking myself a little bit because I kind of felt like it it was one of those ones where it was always going to be tough, but I should have given myself more of a chance. I should have just put Thor up there and just taken the hit um i should have you know it would, at least then it would be a bit of a gamble yeah all right fine if um he does then one shot thor thor can then go back into him in the next turn even though i'd lost a couple of uh or I'd, a couple of my characters had got dazed he never once gave up priority either so he always you know it was that kind of game where he was in control throughout the entire game yeah, his was, deployment yeah, was yeah. good he knew he had it there. He he put the threats there. And like I said, I should have just put Thor up there and just said, right, fine. He's going to take a hit from um the big man. And unless, you know, he needs to spike, to be honest. He's he rolling, he'd be rolling 10 dice against Thor's four. Yeah. And Thor's got six health. It still averages out. Thor should survive it. So yeah, I, I, I kind of kicked myself a little bit. It was one of those ones where I looked at it. I was like, yeah, but if he's there, then when he attacks Thor, I'll get three rolls. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and then completely forgot that Juggernaut could just walk up and get it. I was just, I don't know, it just my brain just wasn't functioning. But no, overall really happy with Heimdall and Scourge. I just got Excellent. to try and work out where they fit in because essentially because I had them both, I was using them every game. So they, yeah, they just, just to went get in, racks in with them. Yeah. When we come to play more games, I think Angela falls out, which is a shame because I really like Angela, but she. Lacks consistency for a five, and I think Heimdall can't give Heimdall's sh- two power staff to be able to give away rerolls Greenwolf to both. Yeah. For both Thor and Angela. What it yes. does mean is, and this was a perfect example because I didn't take Angela and it was a B map, I didn't have the characters to flip across.
1: Yeah, because you've not got the movement to.
0: Angela would have been able to quickly react to the fact that yeah. he'd gone across there and. And it was just little things like that where I was just like, oh, yeah, didn't quite. So, live and learn. Like I said, SB was a really good player. So, you know, no no qualms there. But really, really enjoyable day two, considering I'd gone one and three the day before. To go three and one, the next day were just a couple of tweaks. Made Um, up for it. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, yes, Gareth, I'd played once before, but, you know, hadn't seen him that often. Uh, So, seven brand new opponents and one more or less new. Excellent. Well done. Yep. So overall, really good event. Basically, like me and Tony are going to go through the results in a minute. We recorded this when we recorded the teams, so we'll quickly go through that and we'll come back. Moving on to the singles, the the following day.
3: Yeah. So this was um, uh, so well. The the reason I did this, of course, was I wanted to make sure that the people were travelling got a weekend's worth of fun and frivolity um whereas i felt if, if it was just um a one day team event people would have been more reluctant to travel which i, I think w- was was the right call so um we opened up the infinity series on sunday so this is the first of six events all linked together uh, collecting the the infinity gems or the infinity stones wh- wh- whichever way you uh you, you want to call them uh so yeah so we had uh, 62 at the start, although we did have a, a number of drops as people got very tired after two days of gaming and uh, they were long days, so uh, yeah. we'll have to forgive them that. So more drops than perhaps we're we're used to, um, but you know I kind of ran the weekend almost in that kind of con style with multiple events anyway, so uh, it was um, it, it wasn't too bad, um, but you know. It, it, plenty of people sort of stuck around and uh and, and finished off so uh yeah it wasn't all bad in that sense
0: no i think as much as anything it was the heat wasn't it it was you just got to that <laughs> point on that second day where it was getting so hot that i think that you say people had already played four games the day before for most of them and they were they were struggling
3: yes yeah um so you, you know no uh no hard feelings on my from my perspective or, or anything like that it actually was Funnily enough, reasonably helpful because we could start clearing a few of the boards yeah. up as games were still going on, uh, which meant the pack up at the end was uh, was pretty much done by the last time the last games were finishing. Um, the hall was cleared pretty quick in, in that sense. I was I had visions of me still being there like an hour later tidying up. So um, yeah, I was grateful for that in that sense. Um, but the result uh, was because there were. Way more players at 62 than we could have ever got a clear winner in four rounds. Um, we ended up with four undefeated players uh, over the day. So um, we th- there can only be one person that gets the gem because there's only one gem. But we rewarded the the undefeated players equally in terms of prize support. So they all got a £75 uh, voucher as well as a certificate, um, which I think felt like the fairest way of, of doing that. Yep. Um, so we had uh, Tommaso, uh, one of the Italians, uh, Espy, one of the Spanish, uh, Pat um, of of fame, um, being our only English undefeated, uh, and then a Les, uh, Alessandro and his uh, m Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's another Italian? So uh, I'd have loved to have stuck around for another two rounds to get that clear winner and see uh, see how that fell out, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. Um, and then you know some pretty solid results from there. I mean, uh, I think you were top of the the three and ones, Martin, which is uh, is, is is to be commended.
0: Yeah, that was a shock <laughs> for, for sure after after day one. To to then get to that point was a, a real shock, but it was great. Um, yeah,
3: and and I think do you use the new um, Scourge and, I and Heimdall. I was, o- I was
0: only planning on using the new Heimdall, but uh, Alan nicely lent me the new Scourge as well, so I've run both of them.
3: Yeah, uh, um and, and forgive me if I'm I'm talking over things that have been discussed. How did you find those guys? Are they good? 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 Beaches? Absolutely,
0: totally totally changed the dynamic of the affiliation and gives you so many more options and essentially it's left me thinking lot lots of changes to come good 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 good
3: and that's what I love about this game as well though it didn't take a lot to just move the pack around a little bit
0: Oh, no. Just one or two characters here and there can make such a difference.
3: Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's, that's... uh that's it's good to know. Um, I did play a bit of Asgard back when they first came out, but I got frustrated by not rolling wild. So, okay,
0: yeah, yeah it, it can be... <laughs> as my uh, Saturday results can tell you, that it can be frustrating at times. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, overall, they definitely felt like it gave the uh, affiliation a fresher outlook on life.
3: Good. Yeah, I'd say that I think for me is um, absolutely, you know, the beauty of the game and the system is uh, one card, one character, one mission, and suddenly that, you know, you have to dust that model off that you've not used for ages because they've suddenly got a new lease of life, which I just think is fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Um, But as you say, there's quite a few internationals. So again, on the theme of internationals, your top 10 has got one, two, four Italians... Two Spanish and three British. Uh, yeah, I know and four then, British because we've got a Scott in there as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But so yeah, to be fair, you know, a, a good mix. Um, but yeah, stronger uh, showing from the Italian team for sure. Absolutely. And
0: we're back. Uh, so overall, how was your weekend?
3: I absolutely loved it.
1: It was uh, just cemented my love of MCP. To be honest. Did make me realise uh, not make me realise, but it, it made me decide that I need to focus on a one affiliation. Because I've got I'm just trying to load up my profile now if it will load. Uh yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got eleven affiliations listed under me. <laughs> and, and that's the most, without
0: the, the casual games that you've played.
1: Yeah. And the most games I've played out of all of them was Cabal, and that's eleven games, so <laughs> I, I need to focus on an affiliation, so it did. When we got back, I think it was the Monday or the Tuesday, I started writing a spreadsheet of the different affiliations I wanted to take. Or, or not what I wanted to take, that makes it sound like I'm going to take loads. I, I wrote the list of affiliations that I'm considering, that I'm trying to write rosters for them, and then I'm going to actually settle on one. So, at the minute, it's potentially A Force, just because they're not that popular um my only hesitation with that is it's only got one leader and it's She-Hulk so it's a like sixth threat leader for the whole thing yeah brotherhood i have played seven games with him competitively and done okay with him um i do think like adding in Blob and Pyro, you've kind of got a quite a solid list out there um they're definitely an option and Job then the hood. It is, it's definitely up there it also means i get the wrong gambit in affiliation so
0: yeah and i get that was nice into magneto yes
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll just run mystique all the time <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> um so yeah i mean brotherhood's definitely up there as well
0: um i can't remember what the other ones are was avengers to find was one of them wasn't it because you're talking about avengers it's- because you yeah. have so many options, but then we decided that probably had too many options for you. That,
1: that was the thing I, I think with Avengers because I've got so many characters. Like you, you start writing a list, and it makes it almost too easy to just chop and change. Like you, you don't get any better using them because they are just you're just chopping and changing all the time. Um, I, I had Guardians like I loved them on day one. Like I mean, Guardians was the first team I played when we all started playing during lockdowns. Um, And then, like, since they've got all the updates, like, they're absolutely amazing. But I kind of found on the first day when you said you've got Guardians, even when, okay, I had Thanos and that in my list, but I didn't run Guardians and Thanos at any point. Even when you said you've got Guardians, like, I found a lot of people Huh like, uh, I don't know, they seem to have this rep of, I think because you can just, they're lots of lower threat, and they've got with the re rolls. They just become really, really killy.
0: Yeah, they they're just popular in the meta at the moment. They are they are one of those ones. I think I think people are just assume when you say guardians anyway these days that you've got Thanos. Like Thanos it just seems to be there. stapled in yeah. there anyway. So I think you can run if you run them without Thanos. Then I think that does make it a little bit more okay. And obviously now. The the two the gems are restricted, so that does mean we're probably going to see a little bit less. Um, but they never really relied that much on the restricted cards anyway, Guardians.
1: Yeah, my uh, the roster I had, I didn't have any Black Order. I had the full Guardians, including Angela, um, and then I had Winter Soldier and Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, as my two like extra characters. Just just for more killiness. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, I I love Strange, all the re-rolls. (laughs) Like, he can just re-roll no matter what. Um, yeah, Angela's more fighty. Winter Soldier, you can have him as affiliated, even though it doesn't really matter. I I think I am leaning towards Brotherhood, especially with Blob and Pyro coming in as well. Yeah. Um, it kind of does fill it out. Like I said, you've, you've got the choice of Gambit and Rogue as well, which is nice. Um, you've got two leaders. Uh, you've got a couple of five threats, so they're I in think,
0: a really good spot at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going down that route. I'm not going crazy list like uh, who is it, like Liam up in Scotland, where you've got Hulk and that included, and it's just like I'd rather play something that's a bit more
0: a rubbery. bit wider than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I'm leaning towards that. Like I say if A Force get a new leader, like I can see myself going into them. Um, it's the same with defenders. I had defenders listed as well, but you can only use the normal Doctor Strange. Like
0: they're in a really weird space as well. They they need they need some team tactics cards and yes. they need so the characters are good. They just they could do with another leader and some team tactics cards. The, and I think the they characters
1: would be. are amazing. Like I, I went for the characters. I thought, These like it's almost like my perfect choice of characters. Um, but yeah, like like I said, I love the new source of Supreme Doctor Strange, and he's affiliated in Defenders, but you can't use him because you've got to have Doctor Strange. Yeah, if you want the leadership, you've got, and there's only yeah.
0: one leader, so yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, they need like Convocation. They just need a new release. Yeah. Give them a few extra tactic cards, and like Convocation, you have a tactic card that gives someone a leadership, and then they you can choose who becomes the leader. Yeah. Um, they, they've done it with Black Order and with uh, Corvus Glaive.
0: Yeah, like, well, that's a funny one, because they, they've kind of given you a Team Tactics card, but then stapled it on one character. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah I, I think I'm probably going to lean towards Brotherhood, Um, get some games in with them on TTS and down the club, and then start taking them to events and see how I can do with them, and then just go from there, really. Um,
0: Aim but, to yeah. get 20 games. If you can get 20 games in with one affiliation, I think that's a good... Yes, a good yeah. place to be.
1: Um, and then you can move
0: on. Yeah, yeah. Get that get that queue number down to one, and yeah, you're away then, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my takeaways from the event and the whole weekend. Really, just absolutely loved it, and just want to play more. How about you?
0: Very very similar. I came away really buzzing. I I think most people in the car were as well. It was just it was a really good weekend. It, the teams was fantastic thoroughly enjoyed that as a team i think getting the trophy was the icing on the cake
2: yeah
0: and then the singles you know to have gone three and one you know up to the last game with them um, doing you know two new characters i hadn't used i'd used heimdall in the odd game on tts but um he hadn't really worked for me so i wasn't i didn't have that higher hope um but no it was absolutely fantastic um like I say great atmosphere as well having all the the international teams in there lots of international players it, it was it was fantastic so no absolutely buzzing sticking with Asgard until I get up to 20 games and see where that leaves me I was meant to be playing today at Protect, but unfortunately that event got cancelled so I'm hopefully taking them to Leeds next weekend to get me in my 20 games um and then I'm probably going to play a bit more of them but I'm Think I'm gonna get uh, Shadowlands Daredevil and start playing a bit of that as well because that looked like a really fun affiliation to play as well. And cool. I've already got loads of Crimson stuff painted up from when I used to run them, so um, Ooh, that should be fun. You. Going back to, uh, and maybe I'll back go back to Crimson for a bit. Um, okay, probably it's going to be a balance between that and Asgard, depending on how I feel and depending on what's going on. I've got a feeling a lot of people are going to jump on the Asgard bandwagon in, in the near future with the, the release of those two, which is great. But at the same time, I quite fancy to see something different. So We shall see. Yeah, yeah
1: there's, again, Cabal could be another one I go back to at some point, like with Malekith. I
0: was say, what, well, when Malekith comes out? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll say uh, I think, yeah, focusing on one at the moment and then uh, gives me a chance. I've got this crazy idea of if I find an affiliation I properly love and I want to, like, stick with them, I'm going to get the models again and, like, paint them to a higher standard, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because it is only, what, 10, 12 models
1: that you would need. Yeah, so uh, I've kind of got that in the back of my head. I was like, well, yeah, I, I've almost got the full collection painted like of the current releases, but if I've got an affiliation that I'm properly going to stick with, then get them again and take my time with them and like it might take me a three four months to get them all done but at least i've got them painted to kind of use while i'm getting them ready so
0: that's the plan anyway no it makes perfect sense um we just got to find out what we're doing over the summer because there are not that many events that i can make over the summer unfortunately so i think after leeds i'm on a bit of a hiatus until probably september october time which is yes Lots of local games, though, and that'll keep me going.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of, like, child-free for half of the summer, but all the weekends when Ben's away, there doesn't seem to be an event, so I'm uh, (laughs) I'm like, oh, for God's sake, (laughs) give me
2: one.
0: Never quite falls right, does it?
1: (laughs) No, so we'll see. Uh, Hopefully I can get to one at some point, but, um, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Like, I said, summer's always a bit of a weird one anyway with summer holidays, etc. so... we will see what happens Um, but apart from that I think we'll probably get out of here absolutely,
0: thank you very much for sticking with us and until next time goodbye
1: bye